6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. You know, we have a genuine faith in our players and our ability to continue to improve. And for us, you know, there's areas of our game where we can be better. That's just the the facts is that we weren't anywhere near where we needed to be in some areas. We're going to address them. We're going to improve. And uh, we'll be ready for game number five. Tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not giving up. Come on, we got nothing left to lose. I've been here from the start. meeting as a staff, breaking the game down properly, and then giving your players, you know, something that they can hang their hats on as, uh, as they move forward. The LA Kings have tied the series. You want to make sure you're not just sweeping things under the rug. You want to make sure you're seeing things the way they occurred. You do your work, and you give your players something that they can sink their teeth in in order to improve. And that's where our focus is. We're moving on to game number five now. You can get it. Tell me what you want, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not giving up. I think you're going to see an Edmonton Oilers team that's going to come out unprepared. They're going to come out hard, and they're going to be a team that realizes there's no shortcuts to playoff success. Uh, pumped up for this game tonight. It is game five. The series tied at two between the Edmonton Oilers, the Los Angeles Kings. The uh, doors open at Rogers Place at 6.30 tonight. Puck drop at 8 o'clock. The face-off show on Ched gets underway just at 6 o'clock. Want to let you know that the Ford tailgate party in Ice District Plaza opens tonight at 6 p.m. No admission fee. Everyone is welcome. Bundle up this evening. It's actually not too bad right now and the wind is supposed to die down. We are broadcasting 6.30 Chet Afternoons broadcasting live from Ice District Plaza as the band is set to warm up here shortly and the finishing touches uh, going on on the plaza getting ready for you uh, to come celebrate this evening and watch this uh, game together on the big screens. It's going to be a great one. We'll tell you more about that throughout the show right now though. Want to uh, chat with someone who is been uh, a part of uh, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, the Alumni Association, the Community Foundation, the the Copper Jackets, you name it, he has been involved uh, with so much in our community over the past uh, decades, let's put it that way. Lyle Best joining me this afternoon. Hi, Lyle. <laughs> Colonel, good to hear your voice. Hi, Lyle. Yeah, Hi. nice to hear your voice, Colonel, as well. Uh, Lyle, boy, oh boy, uh, exciting times once again for the Edmonton Oilers. Your thoughts as uh, we're going into game five? Well, it's, you know, it's what you'd expect to start the, the playoffs. You know, that's, there's seven games for a reason. And, you know, if you, if you come <laughs> to the win your two at home or they win their two at home, that's what you end up with, a best of three. Um, it, it, it's been a great series to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's it's. There's nothing like uh, order playoff hockey and the atmosphere that it creates in the community. I mean, there's some irony that you know. I heard talking to Stu, and uh, how you you know you've known him his whole career and yours. And I think one of the first interviews you did when you came to Edmonton was me in the parking lot of the Mayfair Golf Course talking hockey. So when they kicked us out, you know what I was. <laughs> 
I was trying to remember if it was the Mayfair, if it was the old uh, Petroleum Club. I'm not sure which one it was, but I remember that as well, Lyle. And and yeah. that was, you know, that was going that was going way back. And and I'm wondering, you know, what was that? Was that when you know um, the 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 investors group when the, they was looking to, to sell yeah. the team? That's what it, yeah, that's what it was. <clears throat> so you've been a part of this team for a long time. What was it for you? Um, you know, how, how did you get involved, and, and why did this become such a, a huge part of your world? Well, it was just all by accident. Uh, you know, I, I'm from Brantford. There was this other guy who played hockey from Brantford. You yeah. came down. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I came the same year not to play hockey. I came uh, transferred with an insurance company um, and ironically then helped Wayne get an endorsement deal with the the travel insurance company that I worked with. And I started to work with Mike Barnett and and Wayne over at the Le Marchand Mansion when they had their offices. Um, When we won the first Stanley Cup, Wayne wanted a bunch of red umbrellas brought down for the parade just in case. So I scrambled around calling all the offices in Western Canada, getting these umbrellas sent, was passing them out, and Poppington came up to me and said, what are you doing? <laughs> so Wayne wants these umbrellas. And he said, okay, well, I'll be sending you a pretty massive bill for this advertising. So then I had to scurry around and pick up the umbrellas because I didn't have the authority to do any massive bills at that level of the company. So, And then Peter and I kind of hit it off, and I, I started to do a lot of work um, with Trish Kerr and him in the community relations. And then, ironically, that's how I got involved with Junior Achievement because he wanted me to start yes. sharing the Oilers dinner. And so, yeah, and then, then you know, when it came time uh, for the ownership group to get together, I knew most of the guys and Bruce Savile and, and everyone else and Cal Nichols, and, and we all started to work together. And um, Al Hamilton was my business partner in my, in my day job. And we started up the Oilers alumni, which was at that time primarily WHA guys because, you know, the Oilers were brand new and still playing. Yeah. So, uh, and then it evolved. And I managed to stick it out for 30-something years uh, with the alumni. You were one of the uh, founders of the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation as well. When you take a look at, uh, you know, how far that's come and and what it's doing now, especially with these 50-50 draws, what goes through your mind, Lau? Well, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, the the Oilers Community Foundation actually was started as the Carnival of Champions, and it was a joint venture between the Eskimos and the Oilers. And then again, things evolved. And um, I remember the 50-50s, and that was interesting but nothing spectacular. And then I was doing some work with Hockey Canada, and I was in uh, Regina, or no, Saskatoon, for the World Juniors, uh, which I later ended up chairing. But they had this 50-50 going on in the building. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. People were lined up <laughs> all the way around the building, inside both both directions. And I think on the gold medal game, the 50-50 was like $300,000. Pat LaForge was there. I said, Pat, we got to bring this to Edmonton. And uh, <laughs> shortly thereafter, it became part of that. And uh, invented by a, a couple of fishermen from Prince Edward Island with dot matrix printers and garbage cans for the things to spit into. And I remember when our gold medal game for the World Juniors, when I chaired the event in Edmonton, we knew how long it took, takes to print the tickets. And a, a few minutes into the first period, we knew there was no way we were going to be able to call that number at the, during the game. And I was, you know, the old building. I was down in the bunker in the old, well, I think, Stoffer's old studio. And I made the announcement that we were not going to be able to do it. And I could 
feel and hear the booze coming into the into the building. And you know, we said, okay, we'll post it at midnight. And uh, sure enough, like one minute after twelve, the guy phoned, said it's mine, and it was also massive. But you know, the Oilers Community Foundation has done so much. Uh, I saw uh, something the other day; they're up around sixty-six million dollars that they they give it out. And mm-hmm. I mean, certainly it was nowhere near that when I was on the board there, and guys like Doug Goss <laughs> and that. But wow, it's it's it's, and it's the only place I think it's probably. I tell people when I go around the, the country and around the world, you know, I we had the fifty-fifty draw there night, and somebody won, you know. Three million bucks, and they look at you like bucks, yeah, yeah. They look at you like you're smoking something. So, (laughs) (laughs) Lyle Best joining me this afternoon. I mean, it would take me all afternoon to uh, rattle off all of the things that uh, Lyle has been involved with uh, over the years in this in this community. A huge community builder, of course, also the president and CEO of Quick Card. Lyle, one of the things that uh, you were a big part of is uh, you you chaired the mayor's task force for a new downtown uh, arena in Edmonton back in the day when all of this was going on. When you take a look at, at uh, Ice District now and, and what you see in, in, in that arena, Rogers Place, uh, I, this is a question I like to, to ask to a lot of folks who were a part of it then. Is it, did it, did it come true? Is, is, the, is it what you envisioned when you're standing inside of Rogers Place when you're down in Ice District? Is this what was in mind way back when? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, we went on a, Cal Nichols and I and, and uh, four or five other people, we went on a, basically a North America-wide tour of checking out buildings and arenas. And when I sit in, in there now and I, I talk to people and I say, I, I'm a theater boxer, but we, we, we stole that or borrowed that idea from Chicago. The, ice, the plaza that you're sitting in now, uh, we first saw that in Columbus. And so we, we just, and we were working with the, you know, we were pretty sure who the architects were going to be. We just kept giving them the ideas of everything we saw that we liked everywhere else. Um, and, yeah, it, it's turned out to be exactly what I thought it would be. In uh, in uh, Columbus, you know, they had hotels and, and condo complexes attached to the building. They had the, you know, big outdoor screen and the plaza, and the theater district. Um, mm. Yeah, it was just, uh, I, I, maybe not everybody on my group believe all this stuff would happen, but... Steve Mandel was really um, active in pushing this to have, have it happen. Um, we had some great committee members. Um, and, yeah, I, I was I was always sure it was going to happen. Um, maybe not to, to this big, but, I, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. I, when I see the like the drone footage or stuff, the, the opening night of Hockey Night Canada when it comes from Edmonton, it just pumps me right up because... You know, you couldn't have dreamt for something better to happen. And I had lunch with the last week, and he, uh, we were saying the same thing, like, wow, this turned out great. Lyle, we'll have to leave it there this afternoon. Sure appreciate you making time for us this afternoon. Let's talk again soon. Thank you for this. Oh, pleasure. Anytime. Yeah, take care. Lyle Bass sharing some memories this afternoon. Been involved with the Oilers for a long time. Former executive director of the Oilers Alumni Association. uh, Co-founder of the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. Chair of the Mayor's Task Force over the downtown arena development. You name it, uh, he's done it in this community. When we talk about a community builder, Lyle Best is uh, one of the best. Uh, at that in our city and uh, he has a list of awards to uh, to prove that.